Welcome to Kramer Says. Kramer Welcome, Says. Baby. Be part of the show at KramerSays.com. That's where we do it. Interact on Twitter at KramerSEZ. Now, Kramer Says. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the show. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. It is Tuesday, October 25th. Let's get right to it, shall we? Are you ready? Are you ready for the bad news? We've got more people dying. Yep. Yep. We have to go to this every day. We have to look who died overnight, who took the shot, who took the vaccine, who died overnight. The latest is uh, we got a couple of them actually today. Uh, 55-year-old radio local DJ dies suddenly on air while presenting morning show. Thought he was going along. Have a great day. Dead. I'll bet if they open him up, they're going to find a couple blood clots in there. Mm-hmm. Tim Go out of the United Kingdom was a DJ, a Suffolk uh, DJ, in fact, died of a suspected heart attack while presenting his morning show on Monday. Tim Go, 55, died while broadcasting from his home studio. It is with the heaviest of hearts that I have to inform you, this is a quote, our dear friend and breakfast host, Tim Go, passed away this morning whilst presenting his program, our love to his family, son, sister, brother, and mom. Gen X Radio Suffolk tweeted on Monday. Tim was doing what he loved. He was 55 years old. Rest in peace, buddy. Now, here's what's interesting about this. Back in December of 2021, in fact, on the 21st of December, Tim Go tweeted the following. No problems with booster shots. Pfizer and Moderna in our family and immediate friends. Friends, aside from the odd, slightly sore arm for 36 hours. I say, get your booster done as soon as possible and enjoy your cheese and wine. So we know that he'd gotten it. We know that he'd taken it. How much longer do you think they can hide this? Because everybody who's gotten it, especially if they're fully vaccinated, they've had nothing but problems. And there's there's those that say, well, I, I haven't any problems. I'm, I'm fine. You are today. Let's go to a bigger name here in the U.S. Remember the name Ash Carter? Yeah, Ash Carter was the Secretary of Defense under Obama. He's dead. 68 years old. What did he die from? Sudden cardiac event. (laughs) Weird, huh? Ash Carter, Secretary of Defense under Barack Obama, died Monday night. That's yesterday. After suffering a sudden cardiac event, he was 68. Now, 68 years old, that's that's normal, I guess, to have heart attacks. Is it 68 years old if you're going to do it? But he was undiagnosed, meaning that he had never had any problems before. The article from the Gateway Pundit goes on. It is with deep and profound sadness. Have you noticed how all of these... These uh, alerts or notices that come out from people saying that, hey, we're going to notify you that somebody died. It's always the same way. It is with deep and profound sadness that the family of former Secretary of Defense Ashton B. Carter shares that Secretary Carter passed away Monday evening in Boston after a sudden cardiac event at the age of 68. His family made in the statement, he was a devoted professional, had a devoted professional life, rather, to the national security of the United States and teaching students about international affairs. He was a beloved husband, father, mentor, and friend. His sudden loss will be felt by all those who knew him. Do you think right now any of them are wishing that he hadn't taken the vaccine? Are are you thinking that maybe they're saying he probably shouldn't have done that? No, they'll never fess up to it. It was a natural event because vaccines are safe and effective. Too bad the mRNA medication death shot is not a vaccine. Otherwise, you wouldn't have had to change the uh, definition of what the word vaccine was, right? Ashton Carter, who served as President Barack Obama's final defense secretary, has died. His family has said at the age of 68, Carter, who led the Defense Department from February 2015 to January 2017, suffered a heart attack. And I'll just uh, give you a couple of guesses as to what caused it. Hmm. 
Funny, funny, funny here. And when I say funny, I mean funny, interesting. Not in funny, hilarious. Funny, interesting. Let's move on to, uh, <laughs> i tell you what, we're going to have a busy one today. Um, did you see what the crazy, uh, the crazy lady Hillary Clinton said? Did you, did you see what she was talking about the other day? She's making these claims, as well as others, that Republicans are going to do something in the 2022 or 2024 election, that we're going to, to take it over and we're going to cheat. <clears throat> Isn't that preemptive election denying? She's doing it preemptively now. They're going to cheat. So we, we can't trust anything that happens in 24. We lost our opportunity. We, we didn't get it done well enough in 2020, and so we've lost the opportunity. So anything that happens this from this point on is all due to the fact that the Republicans are cheating, not us. Now, keep in mind, these motherfuckers for the last two years have been telling us that the 2020 election was the most secure and transparent that history has ever had. But now suddenly, in just two years, all of that can be turned on its ears and Republicans will be able to cheat? Are you serious? You can't have it two ways, but that's the way that... Uh, Hillary here wants it, and she's calling for insurrection. See, she says that, yeah, there's a serious cause here, that we've got to really be on our toes about this. Here's her own words in her from her own cow mouth. Here we go. Hello, Indivisibles. I'm here to highlight something that <laughs> is keeping me up at night. Besides Bill. And I know this group really understands what I'm about to say. <laughs> I know we're all focused on the 2022 midterm elections, and they are incredibly important. They really are. But, but you've got to focus on 24 now. We, we know we've lost the 22 elections, and, and we're going to see a ton of Republicans come in. This is all the, um, the reading between the lines of what she's saying. So we've lost the 22 election. We're aware of that. It's important, but we've lost it. Move on to 24 people, because that's where we have to look now. Because now that Republicans may potentially be in power, we've got to be wary of what they can do between now and 2024, and they're going to cheat in 2024. Again, the system is the most secure it's ever been. It was run under Trump people, if you keep that in mind. right? The election happened under Trump people. And, and the Trump people, did they cheat? They didn't cheat. They had the opportunity. They didn't do it. She's saying that now that Biden's people are in charge, that Republicans are going to somehow be able to cheat in 2024. The hag continues. But we also have to look ahead because you know what? Our opponents certainly are. You're damn right. We are looking forward to 2022 and 2024. You're absolutely right. We are looking forward to it because we're going to set some things right. She's scared. They're all scared, folks, because they know their culpability. They know what they did. They know what they said. We already found out in the Sussman trial that she approved the whole bullshit about Trump. She's the one that started the bullshit with the, the Russian dossier and all the bullshit that came out of it. She's the one who okayed that. That came from Robbie Mook. He said that on the stand, that she approved it. She paid for it. She pushed this line of bullshit, and she's been pushing it for six years. It hasn't stopped. Do you think it's going to stop anytime soon with these people? It's not. Because she's back out here again. She's doing, this is misinformation, disinformation, people. She has no proof. This is her opinion. This is what she would do if she were in power. And it's what she'll still do, regardless of being in power, if she has the opportunity. 
right-wing extremists already have a plan. <laughs> and do you know any of those right-wing extremists? You mean the people, Hillary, that they just don't want their kids to be taught like you want to teach them? They don't want to be taught that their kids to be taught that um, you're a victim if your skin color is a certain level of darkness or you're an oppressor if your skin color is a certain level of lightness? We don't want our kids being taught about transgenderism and all the different... 50 million genders that you think that there's the possibility of being. No, we see that there's only two, and that's how we want it. We're the problem for exercising our constitutional rights. We're the extremist. Meanwhile, you and your ilk, you want to be able to kill a baby 28 days after it's born or all the way up until the day of birth. And then and then if it has problems, well, if it dies in that first 28 days, that's pro- that's all right. It wasn't really a person. It was just a clump of cells that got out of the vagina. That's the mentality of the left people. To literally steal the next presidential election. You and they're not girl. making a secret of it. The right wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures, yes, you heard me that correctly, state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Okay, let's stop running tracks right there. State legislatures already have that authority. They already have it. What the Supreme Court's going to do is affirm it. They're going to affirm it. The state legislatures already have it. How do I know? Because it's not enumerated in the Constitution. Anything not enumerated in the Constitution goes back to the states. That's what they're afraid of. Because it's not that the Supreme Court's going to give anybody the ability or the right It's going to affirm that, that it's constitutional. And when that happens, guess what happens? And this is what's crazy. This is why they're so scared. Guess what happens with the 2020 election? It can be overturned because the states have the right to do that. She continues her lies. Just think, if that happens, the 2024 presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote, It's not anyway, you dumb bitch. Or even by the anachronistic electoral college. Oh, now she's now she's calling into question an American institution because she didn't like the outcome of what that is. It was set up for situations just like this so that California and New York and Texas, that they wouldn't run the entire country's elections that they wouldn't have too much power over the entire system. She doesn't like that because California is a solid blue state. They've been cheating long enough that there's no way Republicans can get any foothold there. She wants that across the entire country. And that the states couldn't go, wait, wait a minute, this is bullshit. We don't agree with that. No, she wants you to be held hostage hostage to those in D.C. But by state legislatures. Which is what the Constitution... Again, what the Constitution lays out. Them Republican controlled. There we go. There we go right there. Let's go back and see what she said again. Let's listen to what she said again, because it's important to understand what she's saying here. She doesn't have a problem with the fact that California's legislature is democratically controlled. She has a problem with states that aren't democratically controlled or Democrat controlled. She has a problem with Republican states, not Democrat states. Not states run by her buddies. She's she's upset about the other side having the potential because the majority of states in this nation, their legislatures are conservative. 
Well, because they want their roads to work. They want their schools to work. They want other things to work. I'll give you an example. Drive from Indiana. I don't care what road you take. Drive from Indiana into Illinois. Drive from Indiana into Michigan. Drive from Indiana into Kentucky. These are all democratically controlled states that border Indiana. Their roads, their infrastructure sucks. Because they blow all of their they blow all of their money. They don't do what's best for the people. They don't even do what's best for your car. Then drive into Ohio or drive through Indiana. Yes, the main complaint in Indiana is that we always have construction going on. But what? What? Listen closely. You don't hear going down the road. You're not losing your tires because our roads are taken care of. We're a Republican state. We take care of our roads and our infrastructure. We spend those dollars in the right ways. Yes, it's tough getting around the state sometimes because there's so much goddamn construction. But the ride is smooth. It will not tear up your car. Go and do that in Illinois. Go do that in Kentucky. Go do that in Michigan. Their roads are terrible. But in Indianapolis, which is a democratically controlled or Democrat-controlled city, go look at their roads. Mm-hmm. Just the opposite. Why? Well, because that's what Democrats do. They want to make you feel good. They don't want to have give you a smooth ride to work. Why spend that money there? Hillary continues. Many of them Republican-controlled. But there's also good news in the face of this very real threat to democracy. Now we need some good news. Indivisible has launched Crush the Coup to make sure we're... Uh, what? What'd she say there? They're going to launch what? Crush the Coup. What was that? Has launched Crush the Coup. She thinks there's going to be a coup in 24. We had one in 2020. Two in one decade? Come on, Hillary. You're expecting a lot out of people. Okay, I'll let her talk. I'll let her talk. To make sure we're ready to defend democracy in 2024, they've put together a list of critical races in six key states and how you can get involved. Well, that sounds okay to me. I don't see a... Uh, what's a threat? What's the threat, Hillary? What's the threat? Will you support Crush the Coup by donating to indivisible and state legislature candidates? Each of these races is highly competitive, and your dollars could very well decide the winners and the winner of the next presidential election. They seem concerned. Why are they so concerned? Well, I'll tell you why they're so concerned. They know what they're culpable of, and they cannot have a president coming back in like Trump or DeSantis or me. (laughs) people who understand what the real problems are. And the real problems in our country aren't because of what your party is. It's the ideology that is currently permeated through the Republican Party as a whole and through the Democrat Party as a whole. These two people have become friends. These two groups have become friends. We're no longer in the fight for Republican or Democrat. We're in the fight for conservative versus liberal, good versus evil. Conservatives, they come after us. Well, you're a racist. Okay, well, I don't want to kill all the black people. You do. I have no desire to ever see a black child aborted in this country. The more the merrier. That's not me doing that. That's not you doing that. If you're listening to this program, that's not us. That's them. They advocate for the murder of the unborn, 
in particular, those of color. Margaret Sanger is a, is a big buddy, big friend. She looks up to her. Hillary Clinton looks up to Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood. Wrote several papers about her in college. Why? Well, because it, it solves the problem of those weeds that cannot be controlled any other way. Those are Margaret Sanger's words about the black community. We have to pluck these weeds. That's Mar- Margaret Sanger's thought process is when it comes to people that are disabled. They're weeds. They don't give us anything. They only pro- cause us problems. The mentally ill. Oh, those are, those are weeds. We need to pluck them. Your child born with Down syndrome or any other disability. Yeah, we got to pluck those weeds. Pluck them early so that we only have the best of society. That's what Hillary and her ilk are pushing. And you can see it. They give positions. They give token positions to people. But as soon as that person or that group has done what they were supposed to do, they, they filled their service. They've, they've done what was expected of them. Hillary and the Democrats kick him out the door. Look at Black Lives Matter. Has anything changed? No. They were allowed to destroy your cities. They were allowed to burn your cities. They were allowed to loot loot and rob. Even allowed to kill. Nothing's been done. We got people sitting in, in jail right now for what happened on January 6th. They were protesting, peacefully protesting. No building in D.C. was set on fire that day. Yet they're sitting in jail. It's a double standard, folks. It's a double standard. And she's trying to preemptively set the, set the stage that it was a coup. Excuse me. Had a little bit of breakfast coming up on me there. <laughs> um, but that's what she's doing. What she's doing is she set it up so that preemptively she's saying they're going to cheat in 2024 and they're going to win. She's telling you right now that they're going to win. The Republicans are going to win in 2024. And when they do it, It was because it was a coup. That's election denial. Preemptively, she's telling you up front what is going to happen. Sad, folks. Sad. That's why we built KramerSays.com. If you are a free speech advocate, get your butts over to KramerSays.com, C-R-A-M-E-R-S-E-Z, and get yourself an account and get yourself into some free speech. I built my own social media platform. We're done playing by the rules that are set by the left where we have to be silent and they get to scream at the top of their voices. We're done. Rules are simple. Simple. First Amendment rules, don't be a dick, don't be a racist, and don't post nude shit. Don't post child porn. That kind of shit. You do, we'll track you down. Your account's gone. Simple. Be an adult. Bring ideas. If you bring hate, you're gone. We're not putting up with it anymore. We're not putting up with drama. Well, he said this and she said that. Bring your facts. Show your case. Learn how to debate. That's what Kramer says is about. So if you're about free speech, get your ass in there and we'll help you out and get you started and and, then you'll love it. Now, um, there was some uh, issue with the emails initially, not getting an email that alerted you that your account had been activated. Uh, For those who didn't get that email, go ahead and log in. That issue has been fixed. Your account is activated. It's just sitting there waiting for you to come in. 
So the email system did not work appropriately when we first got started, and it is now. In fact, here in the next day or so, we're sending out a huge email to everybody that signed up to make sure that they know that their account is active. So for those there, if you've signed up, your account is active, you are now receiving those emails. So um, it may take a few, uh, may an hour or so for you to get your email because we're getting so many signups at the same time. Um, but that's, um, that's a high-class problem. We'll deal with it, and we'll make it better as, as uh, we go along here. Moving on, uh, let's, talk about, let's talk about what's happening in our country right now with conservatives being harmed. Now, Hillary Clinton says that we're going to have a coup in 2024. We're going to uh, perpetrate a coup against the United States government and take over the government in 2024. Um, but is there evidence of that? Do we see any evidence nationally of anyone on the right doing anything violently? We don't. We don't. What we see is that every time there's an act of violence, the first thing that the news does or the mainstream media does is they go to it's violent white nationalism. And then they find out, well, first of all, the person isn't white. First of all, um, they're not a conservative at all. Their, their social media platform says that they're just the opposite. They're a leftist. They're a Marxist. They're a socialist. They're a Democrat. We see this time and time and time again. And where does the harm come from? Well, it comes from the left. You don't see conservative groups going out and beating people up. You don't see that happening. You see that happening from the left. For example, Michigan man arrested after he shot an 84-year-old pro-life door knocker in the back with a shotgun. Then he lied about it. From the Gateway Pundit, 84-year-old Joan Jacobson went to house to house in Michigan to talk to voters about the absolutely abhorrent abortion law called Proposal 3 that will be decided in the November election. Jacobson is a pro-life activist. She was shot in the back by a Michigan man after leaving his home. Patty McMurray wrote more on the shooting at 100% uh, fed up. That's where you can find the entire story. From that story, Right to Life Michigan has more on the shooting. Richard and Sharon Harvey of Odessa Township claiming Mr. Harvey pulled his gun on the victim while she was peacefully canvassing to vote on Proposal 3. Mr. Harvey said he accidentally pulled the trigger. Anna Visser, Right to Life of Michigan Communications Director, said, quote, No one should fear violence while peacefully exercising their constitutionally protected right to free speech. This 84-year-old woman is hardly imposing, standing about five feet tall. The idea that shooting this woman is an all-excusable is a dangerous claim for Americans across the country who engage in peaceful door-to-door canvassing. The Michigan State Police investigation of the shooting of the volunteer is ongoing while Mr. and Mrs. Harvey publicly claim the shooting was an accident. Well, why have you got a gun in your hand? I've had canvassers come to my door. I've never felt the need to have a shotgun in my hand, let alone having it leveled at a point where I could potentially shoot anybody walking away or coming at me. I'm armed right now. It's sitting right here in front of me. Everybody here is completely safe. Hands off the gun because I'm not in fear for my life. That's the only time you should have your hand on your gun is when you're going to shoot someone because you're in fear for your life. Oh, shoot someone? Yes, because if my gun is out, it's because they are attacking me. That's the rule I go by. When I fear fear, when I feel fear for my life, and I'm not fearful. When I feel fear, I've told clients this before. Don't be scared. Let me be scared. When, When I'm scared, it's time to be concerned. If I tell you there's a concern here, that's the way, same way I look at firearms. My gun's not coming out of its holster until I'm scared. When I get scared, you better be scared as well. Because by the time I get scared, and I don't scare easy, by the time I get scared, by the time I think it's time to defend my life, you better bet, you better bet somebody's about to get shot. Moving on. 
Sharon Harvey's public social media post raised questions about the motive. Mrs. Harvey's Facebook page reveals very strong opinions on abortion. The issue the volunteer was canvassing about and vitriol for pro-lifers and anyone who disagrees with her. Her extensive history of demonstrated hatred for people who disagree with her draws her account into question. So now it's okay to, to kill people who come to your door. If you disagree with them, if you disagree with them, you can shoot them. Mm-hmm. That's where we are in America. That This is where we are, folks. The Joe Biden America. Another article from the Gateway Pundit. Facts don't lie. Democrats push big lie about conservatives causing violence and disruption around upcoming election. Now, we've already seen what Hillary is talking about for 2024, right? But for 2022, they're doing the exact same claim. They're saying that there's going to be violence on the day. of. We do not want violence on the day of the election. We want it to go off without a hitch. You see, this is the setup right here. They're already out there saying these things, which leads me to believe that they're going to do something that would potentially bring the election in state to state to stop because of, of safety concerns. We, we can't have the election, you know, because of safety concerns. Because they know what's going to happen. They know that there's a red wave coming. They're, they're, they're trying to think of anything that they can to stop this election from happening. From you being able to exercise your constitutional right to go vote for the person or persons you believe are the best to lead our nation, to, the, the best to lead your state, the best to lead your county and, and cities and so on. Yep, because they know what they've done over the last six years. And they don't, not, they don't want investigations to happen. Facts don't lie. Dems push big lie about conservatives causing violence and disruption around upcoming elections. So far, a Michigan pro-life door knocker has been shot and a Marco Rubio election volunteer was violently attacked and beaten. Beaten so badly, in fact, that he's got internal bleeding and a broken jaw from the peaceful left, the tolerant left. Are you tired of hearing about this? Are you tired of hearing about, oh, I don't know, Kyle Rittenhouse? This poor lady, this 84-year-old that just got beat up. The Marco Rubio canvasser that has now been beaten up as well. Broke his jaw, internal bleeding. Because he believes differently than you do? And the left justifies it. Now they'll say, no, 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 we don't. No, we don't. We're, we're, we're not good with that. We're not good with that. We, we don't like violence. <laughs> Kamala Harris, the vice president of our country, was willing to help people with bail who burned, murdered, looted, and rioted in California, Washington, Oregon, Michigan, St. Louis, Ferguson, trying to remember all of them. She was more than willing to help raise funds for these people. Has she raised any money for those who protested on January 6th? I don't think that she has. In international news, right-wing Italian Prime Minister Giorgio Maloney disavows fascism. In first speech to Parliament, we must uphold Christian values. We must go against everything that has anything whatsoever to do with fascism. And why would she say that? Of course, the left is calling her the fascist. But she makes it very clear. All the people that supported fascism are now... Liberals. From France 24, here's the report on her first speech. 
Well, next to Italy, where the country's new prime minister made her first address to parliament this Tuesday, Georgia Maloney was sworn in as the nation's first woman PM on Saturday. She expressed support for the European Union, NATO and Ukraine and vowed to take action on illegal immigration and human trafficking. Her far right party won a historic victory last month. And what far right party? Far right. How right is is <laughs> how right is right? We don't want you teaching our kids that our kids are victims because of their skin color or oppressors because of the, yeah, CRT's there as well. It's called, it's different, but it's the same kind of thing. It's an international ideology. It's not just here, folks. They want to make everyone feel inferior because of something that somebody else did. I don't take any responsibility for what my dad did or what my mom did or what his dad and his mom or her dad and her mom did. What they did and what my, my aunts and uncles do, not my responsibility. What my children do, not my responsibility once they're, they're out of the house. They're adults now. They make their own decisions. Has no bearing on what I do or what I've done. I bear no responsibility and I have no culpability for anyone else's decisions or actions. Neither do you. They want to make you think that you do. And they want to tie you to the most hateful things that have happened in our country. We've had nothing whatsoever to do with slavery. I've never owned a slave. Have you? Have you ever owned a slave? Have you ever been a slave? You have not. So I don't carry any culpability in this country for the hatred that happened in the last 50, 100, 200, 300, 500 years. I don't give a shit. I had nothing to do with it. All I live by are the actions that I take today. And my actions are clear. I should be able to say whatever the fuck I want to say without getting beat up in the streets. I should be able to go wherever I want to go without getting beat up in the streets. You see what's happened, folks? The left never fucking stopped their racism. Now, instead of skin color, it's an ideology. Those guys right there are the problem. Those guys right there are the ones that you've got to get, get out of power because they're the bad guys. Give us power. Give us the ability to, to run your lives. And then we'll see what Bloomberg did in New York. Telling you the size of pop that you could drink because... He knows what's best for you. There's more of that in the future, folks, if we do not get off this path. If you don't stand up, if you do not go to the polls, if you don't get involved, this is more of what we're going to have. The, the story continues. And in her address, she rejected Italy's fascist history. I have never had any sympathy or felt any closeness to undemocratic regimes, for any regime, including fascism. I have always considered the racial laws of 1938 as the lowest moment in the history of Italy, a disgrace that will mark our country forever. Here, here. And we get more from our correspondent in Rome, Sima Gupta. Well, in a way, I think she pressed a lot of the right buttons, talking about those issues, uh, expressing the fact that, of course, Italy is facing some very tough times, uh, saying how it expects in terms of the economy, things will sink into a recession uh, in 2023. But uh, she intends to be a pro uh, the European Union, play by the rules uh, with regards to its finances, but at the same time, not altogether rejecting 
her idea of cutting taxes. So in some sense, she's saying she's play by the rules. Uh, she will continue in terms of the policies of the former Prime Minister Mario Draghi when it comes to Ukraine. Uh, she was very clear saying that they would not give in to Putin's blackmail that would not solve the problem. It would only make things worse. And yes, as you mentioned, appearing perhaps to address that issue about the party's neo-fascist roots, uh, saying that uh, they will not, her government will not give in to any discrimination. She has no sympathy for regimes and that includes fascism. So uh, very clear on that. She got emotional, in fact, at some points, also addressing the fact that she is the first female prime minister of Italy, uh, listing out the names of previous women in the past uh, who uh, were key political figures. And on that front, mentioning both names from the right of the political spectrum as well as on the left. Uh, she got, it was a 70-minute speech uh, at various points in time, stopped with standing ovations from her supporters and also talking about how she's the underdog. She was the underdog uh, in the past, but she's one who has beat all expectations. And that's what she says she plans to do in her government. So really a combative tone by this first female prime minister here in Italy. There you go. And that's what we're seeing around the world. People want their governments back. They want representation back. They don't want an ideology that dictates um, everything they can and can't do in their life. And so Italy, shocked, shocked the world, could not believe that it happened. And that's why Hillary is so concerned about, well, she's so concerned about what's happening here in the U.S. She wants you to believe, she wants you to believe that there's going to be a coup in 2024 but it was impossible to happen in 2020. Preemptive election denial. What is that? Uh, PED. She's got PED syndrome. Preventative election denial. That's what she's got. <laughs> Moving on. Millions of dollars from Stacey Abrams' voting rights group went to law firm run by her campaign chair and college roommate. From the Gateway Pundit, $25 million in legal fees. That's $25 million in legal fees. That's a lot of fucking cash. We're spent by fair fight action, Stacey Abrams' voting rights group over the past two years. Of the $25 million, $9.5 million went to Allegra Lawrence Hardy's law firm. Lawrence Hardy is the chair of Abrams' campaign. That's a little inside trading, keeping the money in the family, I guess. That, that allows you the ability to, 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 uh, to money launder. Uh, if you're going to somebody that you don't know, unless they give you a kickback, there's no real way to do that. But when you're doing it with your friends, it's a lot easier to, to do that. And Abrams and Lawrence Hardy were also classmates at Spelman College. Politico reported, um, the voting rights organization founded by Stacey Abrams spent more than $25 million over two years on legal fees, mostly on a single case, with the largest amount going to the self-described boutique law firm of the candidate's campaign chairwoman. Allegra Lawrence Hardy, Abrams' close friend who chaired her gubernatorial campaign both in 2018 and her current bid to unseat Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, is one of the two named partners in Lawrence & Bundy, a small firm of fewer than two dozen attorneys. The firm received $9.4 million from Abrams' group Fair Fight Action in 2019 and 2020, the last years for which federal tax filings are available. So when you look at these causes that these Democrats, and by the way, it's not just Democrats, this happens on the right as well. I'm just, this had made news, so we're pointing it out. When it happens on the right, we'll do the exact same thing. These conflicts of interest, we have to be concerned about. Because there's no benefit in telling us the truth that they can make money off of telling you the lie. And that's what we've seen for the last four or five years. 
Here's one that's going to make your blood boil if you're from Arizona. You're going to hate this. If you've got school-aged children, you expect your government officials to be, you know, aware of what's happening on the national level with what may affect your child locally. So last week, the CDC put new guidelines in place that said that the COVID-19 vaccine should now be a part of a children's vaccine regimen if they want to attend school. And states have the right to say yay or nay on whether they're going to mandate that or not. Several governors, especially those in the right, have already come out and said, no, we're not going to mandate that on anyone. It's an experimental drug. No, we're not doing it. Because the drug that's been passed, and this is the thing to keep up, people, the drug that's been approved by the FDA is not available, has never been available in the U.S. Not a single person in this country has that approved drug. They're still using the one under the emergency use authorization. Go ask if you can get the approved drug. Go in and ask if you can get the approved drug from your pharmacy. I want to get the approved drug, not the one being used under the emergency use authorization. I want the approved drug. You cannot get it. But Katie Hobbs has no idea what's going on with the CDC. She has no idea what's going on with the new mandates from the CDC and on your children. She has no idea. Listen closely. Would you allow the COVID vaccine to go on the vaccine schedule for children to attend school? Uh, is that... I, I, is Sorry, so, this- so there you go automatically. She has no idea what the subject is about. Has no idea what's being talked about here. Uh, 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 it's been all over the news. She's not an informed candidate. She has no idea. Go ask Carrie Lake. I bet Carrie Lake knows what her policy is going to be. But Katie Hobbs has no idea what her policy is or what it's going to be because she doesn't understand the subject. She wants to be the governor of your state. She wants to be in charge of your kid's health at school. She doesn't know what's happening nationally. Here we go. CDC is um, sort of moving toward adding the, the COVID vaccine to the recommendation for um, you know school vaccines. It's up to the states to actually decide what's on that list for in their state. So um, you know, would your Department of Health Services put the COVID vaccine on the list of required vaccines for, for children in school? Uh, that is not something I have contemplated. So yeah. uh, no, no, I don't know anything about that. I, I haven't thought about that yet. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. One of the biggest issues. Facing parents right now, and she failed the test. She bombed it. She blew it. Had no idea what's going on. These are the these are the people that are the problems in our system. And I can guarantee you, the fact that she doesn't know what's going on, has no idea what the agenda is, the fact that she doesn't know that, what that tells me is, is that when this comes up in front of her, she's going to turn to someone in her office or in her leadership team and go, what should I do? Now that person knows exactly what she's doing or what they're doing. And they're going to guide Carrie, or they're going to uh, guide Katie Hobbs to do the narrative, whatever the current narrative is. Right now, let's get the vaccine. Just wait until the vaccine starts killing people. More and more. We're seeing it happen. We're, saw it. We're seeing the trickle-in effects, right? These unexplained heart attacks, the blood clots. We're seeing that. But nobody's really saying anything out loud yet on the, on the national scale. Wait until that happens. Wait until they realize, wow, these vaccines really are bad. We probably shouldn't give these to people anymore. And then it's going to become the Trump vaccine. Look what Trump did to you. Trump and those Republicans, they gave you a drug. They forced a drug on you that you had to take to keep your job, and now it kills you. Those guys right there are the bad guys. That's what they're going to do. That's what I'd do if I were them, because that's all they have available. They lied to you for the last two years, and now they're going to turn around. When they, when they finally realize, and it starts to come to light what these vaccines are doing, 
especially to children. Just wait until soccer season. These kids running around the field, they're, they're going to continue these inoculations. And then all of a sudden, little jo- Jimmy and little Bob. Well, you know, it's not going to be Jimmy and Bobby. It's going to be Dakota. And it's going to be some other weird name. Because that's what these Democrats do, right? They name their kids these weird names. You know, so they won't be picked on or anything. Anyway. Uh, let's see here. Moving on. I'm so tired of the subject with this bullshit. Uh, let's see here. Um, we are moving on to um, a story out of... Um, uh, we've already done that one. Let's go to here. Um, from uh, John Nolte, Democrats fed over turnout of black voters that they failed for the last 60 years. Uh, Democrats for the longest time, the last 20 years in particular, have really focused on illegals and Hispanics. Uh, they think that that's going to be their new base. They're learning that that's not the case. So now they're turning back to the the black community that they've really overlooked, in particular for the last 20 years, but over the last 60 years. They've been promising they've been promising them to bring them up and bring them along, and they just don't do it because all they do is they they only visit those communities every two years. The black community should, should be, feel very disenfranchised. Now, on, on the right, the right hasn't reached out at all. They haven't made any promises. But they're also not in those communities. And they should be admonished for not being there as well. Because they've looked at it as a lost cause. Why go invest money into a community where we have no voice? Where we're going to be shut down? It's been historically Democrat. Why would we do that? Republicans need to open their eyes and start doing it and getting getting into these communities. The far-left Politico published a typically overwritten 2200-word puddle-deep article about Democrats worrying about black voter turnout in the upcoming midterms. The plea, the, the piece is really a hoot. Uh, again, this is coming from John Nolte, I'm uh, quoting, exactly what you'd expect from a Democrat party pipe organ like Politico. This is pretty well, this pretty well encapsulates the article's absurdity uh, and dishonest angle. After black voters played, now this is coming from uh, Politico, after black voters played a pivotal role in electing President Joe Biden two years ago, The strategists say that some black voters believe that not enough has changed since, especially when it comes to the economy, gun violence, voting rights, and criminal justice reform. See what Politico is doing there? Pretending black Americans are upset with Democrats because Democrats are just not left-wing enough? Yeah, that's the problem. Nothing in there about crime except that there hasn't been enough criminal justice reform. Democrats haven't opened enough prisons to let more violent felons back onto the streets. That's what they're complaining about. (coughs) Excuse me. That's what they're complaining about. What Fetterman wants in Pennsylvania. Open the prisons. Let everybody out. They didn't do anything wrong. Society. Society has done that to them. They've done that because of how society has treated them. Society's treated them wrong. That's why they killed you. That's why they robbed you. That's why they stole your car. That's why they broke into your house. That's why they demolished your your business. That's why they rioted and looted. That's why they killed. Because they've got an excuse. It's somebody else. I mean, we just saw it with um, the USA Today article. If you go look at the USA Today article, uh, it'll be on my account on KramerSays.com. You'll be able to see it, where it shows two headlines. Kyle Rittenhouse should get a award for his overdramatic crying on the on the um, witness stand during his trial. Another headline about the guy who, uh, what's his name, that ran through the crowd in, um, is it Michigan up there, Wisconsin, where he ran through the crowd with his car and he killed men, women, and children. They weren't trying to kill him. They weren't chasing him down the streets with guns in their hands. No, 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 no. They were innocent bystanders watching a Christmas parade when the car came barreling through and killed them. Men, women, and children. Innocent. Had nothing to do with this man, except for his hatred for them. 
Now, the USA Today, what they say is that he gave a tearful response and that there's two sides to every story. If you don't think that the media is against you folks, you're childishly naive and asleep. Childishly naive and asleep. Biden gripes about lack of freedom after Secret Service stops him from wandering off. Yeah, we got to get a leash on the president. POTUS leash. That's what it's going to I'm going to market it right now. POTUS leash is to keep your POTUS on a short string. From uh, Breitbart, President Joe Biden flashed annoyance at his Secret Service detail as they redirected him at the White House after an event on Monday. The president and First Lady Jill Biden participated in a tree planting ceremony for White House groundskeeper Dale Haney to mark his 50 years of service. After the event, Biden began walking away in one direction before a Secret Service agent pointed him toward the opposite direction. Which way are we going, Biden asked. This way, the agent replied. How, how about going the other way, Biden responded. This way, sir, the agent said. How about if I just want to go that way, Biden continued. You can go that way if you want, the agent replied. You can go wherever you want, the, other, uh, first, lady, the first lady replied. Yeah, I noticed how much freedom I have. Biden replied sarcastically as he proceeded in the right direction. Folks, he can't find his way out of the garden. There's no way that he can guide us on what needs to happen next in this country. And if you don't realize that, I'll say it for the third time in this show, you're being childishly naive. If you haven't signed up for Kramer Says yet, go do it. KramerSays.com, new social media platform. It's mine. I own it. We own the servers. We own everything. It cannot be taken down by social media platforms or big tech. The only entity that can take down our free speech platform is the federal government. And we asked them to come do that just to show their hand of what they're really doing, because there's nothing on this site that isn't about free speech, patriotism and love of country. If you want free speech in your life, you can get it right now at KramerSays.com. C-R-A-M-E-R-S-E-Z. If you are a brand or a business and you're looking for an audience to be able to market to on a free speech platform with goods that have something to do with made in America, our rights. For example, if you're a gun manufacturer, gun producer, or have anything to do with firearms, we're open to advertising for you on, on KramerSays.com. Hit us up at sales at KramerSays.com. Sales at KramerSays.com so that we can get you on board and let you start talking to an audience that will actually appreciate and buy your goods and services, not like the leftist who think that guns are only used for violence. No, they're used for deterrence as well. You don't ever have to use a gun to deter someone from doing something. So you should have the right to do it because it's a constitutional right. We're going to allow you to do that on KramerSays.com. With that being said, that is today's show. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. It is Tuesday, October 26th. We will be back tomorrow or as soon as we can. We'll see you then. Get more at KramerSays.com. KramerSays.com.